That podcast episode 75. I'm your co host, Joel Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. Jason, tell them what time it is. The world is a vampire. Welcome What's in, good? Wow, everything's good, brother. Welcome into uh, It's That Podcast, episode 75. <clears throat> Pumpkin's up top because uh, you made a little journey. Yeah, man. Yeah. Tell us about um, it. Our San Francisco Giants correspondent and uh, also Western Illinois mm-hmm. football correspondent yes. went with us or went with me to see, uh, oh, and uh, Oasis super fan. Yes. Went to see... Um, Noel Gallagher and uh, AFI and the Smashing Pumpkins. AFI opened. Um, the The third member of our party mm-hmm. was the uh, first guitar player that I ever played with. Oh, okay. That would be one Mr. Steve Olikowski. He um, was in the band Harem Scarum. Oh, okay. With Tom and I. Cool. Uh, and he's a millionaire. Yeah. Sold, uh, went to Northwestern, first company that he made, he sold to Google, and yeah. That's it. So he travels all over the world. Uh, in fact, he told us a story that uh, he was, I think, I can't remember if he was leaving California, and but instead of going straight home, he ended up going to Manchester. <laughs> like what? Yeah, for work. And so he gets there, and he had a meeting, and apparently everybody there, it was all suits and ties and stuff and mm. he didn't have that with him while he was in cali so yeah. he went in and he's like yeah uh, guess i'm underdressed and the guy he was meeting with is like no he's like you look like a rock star because in fact <laughs> noel gallagher was just in here yesterday dressed just like that <laughs> so yeah nice that was pretty cool nice. anyway um yeah so the, uh noel gallagher's high flying birds um I, it's it's the little fella, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of my man crush at this point. Yeah. I, I look at this guy and he's like my age and he's just cool. Yes, he is. I mean, I just would, I'm going to always see him. I mean, unfortunately, this set list wasn't to my 
particular liking. Yeah. In fact, I saw a couple interviews before I went up there where he said, yeah, Oasis fans hate. They fucking hate what I'm doing now. <laughs> but as an artist, you got to keep evolving, right? You do. Yeah. So otherwise, you're his brother and you're in the best Oasis cover band in the world. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes. So 100%. Uh, yeah, but I'll I'll be honest. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, thumbs up. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm I'm happy I saw him. Yeah. I I was leery. I'm like, you know, does Blake Corrigan still care? Is he yeah. just big and fat and doing a money grab? Right. But his vocals were spot on. James Eha was awesome. The yeah. drummer kicked ass. I mean, Jimmy I still wish it was the chick bass player, but yeah, but whatever. Yeah. That band, Jimmy Chamberlain's super underrated. The drummer. Yes. He's ridiculous ridiculous yeah and he hits he hits with a you know sledgehammer he a very hard-hitting drummer well i will say the only un- well it, oh anyway the reason i brought up uh steve at uh-huh. the top yeah. um he wanted to see afi more than the pumpkins really yeah and no. we drove separate so he was able to get there and get in and get to the seats to catch them yeah uh while michael and i um Michael hung out with me in line buying merch because you know me. Got to get the merch. Get a, get a t-shirt for the daughter. Get one sure. for myself. Of course. Get myself a uh, a large Miller Lite, big big bucket of popcorn. And uh, Hollywood Casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, acoustics, great. Yep. Uh, food now, yep. fantastic. Really? They had street tacos that I caught later on in the night that Ooh. were top shelf. Nice. And um, oh my God, Joe booze yeah i walk in and i'm like yeah i'll get a million light and i looked up and i went oh and a jack daniels Uh oh and the guy goes you want a double and i was like oh yes Why? please yes yes i do and that was the that was the end that of was, that was it of your of your boy yeah. yeah so we didn't catch the entire pumpkin set uh okay. i'm i'm kind of bummed i missed 1979 tonight tonight and uh they did a cover of fire and rain by oh. james taylor oh man to be fair, though, yeah. to be fair, to be you guys fair. did have a long drive. It was a, in a long day, dude. Yeah, um, I especially early in the morning. So I was Gillespie. up at five thirty a.m. Yeah, Gillespie probably way longer day too, right? Yeah, with his drive. Yeah, and but you know what's funny is he went home and ended up being in a rabbit hole watching uh, Oasis and Smashing Pumpkins stuff to like six in the morning. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, work, work the next day for me was was tough, but I'll tell you." Um, Today was good. That's what they they, they opened with. But zero bullet zero. butterfly wings and disarm, dude. Like back to back to back. Uh, within the first like six songs. Ooh, nice. And it was it was just ridiculous. The sound was so good. The guitar sounded so great. I I they it it was it was worth it was worth it. I was yeah. worried after seeing the set list for uh, for Noel, but. Um, and he sounded great. His vocals were great. The band was great. They were tight. It just, like I said, they just played that. Yeah, man. That I mean, it was it was that. seven of the new ones, and like only two of them that I liked. Right. And then four Oasis covers, and he closed off with uh, "All You Need Is Love," Love like him. he did when we saw him there um, this winter. So, so, do you think that he could have learned a lesson? Not that he even knows who Sunvolt is. He probably doesn't. Couldn't be, couldn't bother two shits. But oh, that was, in, and I'm sorry to interrupt. But that was the other thing. Uh, he, he, when he was interviewed, like a, 
I don't know, a couple weeks ago, they were like, yeah, you're going on a tour with the Pumpkins. Uh, so you and Billy Quirk again friends? And he was like, no, I really don't even know anything about them. <laughs> and then like he he listed like maybe two hits that they'd had. Right. And he's like, that's kind of all that's I know. That's kind of all I know. So, but what Sunvolt has done, <clears throat> and it's actually, more bands probably do it too. I just don't notice it, but I noticed it was Sunvolt. They play the first half of the set is all new. Like latest album or the album before it. So they get in there, the stuff that oh, makes dude, them. Oh, dude, that's, exactly what, that's yeah, what, exactly what he did. They get in They get in their stuff, right? The stuff that makes them, you know, makes their motors run, whatever. But right. then they close out the second half of the set with the hits. Right. With the quote And that's hits. exactly what this was. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, it, the, the first seven to run it, and I mean, I say seven, but really the first song's instrumental. Right. So it was like six, four, Beatles cover out. Gotcha. It was like 59 minutes, 59 seconds. Dude. I mean, when, the, the guy's a genius. When I saw, He's got it down. When I saw Isbel in Chicago, mm-hmm. they have a hard curfew of 11 o'clock. Like 11 p.m., no music can be played, period. Okay. <clears throat> He, they played, um, the Fleetwood Mac song. Um, I can't remember the fucking name of it. Landslide? No. That song. Uh, so what? Okay. So what? That's what it is. And then, um, they did Vampires, right? If we were Vampires, the oh, right. show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hits the last note. I look at my phone. It literally went from 1059 to 11. Out. <laughs> nice. It was nuts. It was really nuts. Like thanked everybody, and then eleven o'clock, boom, off the stage, done. Yeah, it was yeah. Cool. Michael's beef was if you're a co-headliner, because that's technically what this was. Yeah. However, come on, you're in Chicago, correct? Yeah, oh, this is coming home show. Um, but you know, he was thinking he should have done a seventy-five minute set, and I, I, I agree with that. But yeah, probably so. With the amount of time, and I, I. I would have caught very little of the pumpkins if that was the case. Right, right, of course. <laughs> that after fi- extra 15 minutes was, yeah. Yeah. Good. Sounds like a good time. All right, by man, all. you want to get to the sports aru? Yeah. Um, oh, before we jump in, sure. though, there was a trivia question that the coach sent us last week that we didn't get to. Oh, okay. And it was August 8th mm-hmm. of 1988 okay. was when the Cubs attempted to have their Correct. first night game. Yeah, they got rained out. Do you know what the White Sox connection to August 8th would be. Hmm. And your hint was it was in our lifetime. Hmm. August 8th. Yes, sir. The only thing that comes to mind would be either, well, there's two things. Either Burley's perfect game was August 8th, which I don't think is true, or um, maybe Wilson Alvarez's perfect game. Or is it a connection between the White Sox and the Cubs? Those are two actually good good guesses. Yeah. However, I will tell you neither of them is correct. Oh, dang it. Uh, Bill Veck introduced shorts oh. on August 8th, 1976. Nice. And the White Sox wore shorts, I believe it was three times mm-hmm. between August 8th and August 22nd. The last time they wore them was on the 22nd. Yeah. And they gave it up because fans... We're like, what didn't the care. Hell? What is this? I mean, they came out the first two times they wore them just to see it. And then the third time, nobody came that's out what, and the press didn't care. So Vic's yeah. like, all right, next. Bill Vic was very much a photo op kind of guy. Like he would, yeah, do, he would do something Eddie once. Eddie Goodell. He's a promoter. He's an old-time promoter. So he did the Eddie Goodell thing. Exactly. He would have done well in uh, the WWE. He would have been a great. 
he would have he would have helped out Vince a ton. I'm willing to bet. Um, so we had a, we had a football game. Uh, we did Bears. Friday. I mean, technically Bears. Bears. Yeah, they lost, but that's right. Yeah. Um, they played. Uh, nobody of consequence played. Right, but did you see the waters like strip? Yes, I did. And pick up and run. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty that was cool. I mean, that kid. Solid. I mean, he. He's got a legitimate chance to stick, or at and least that, that make. Was pe- uh, that was a peanut punch squad. You peanut punched yeah. it. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> the person that, if he's still on the team, if he's still on the roster, or yeah. still has a jersey. Yeah. Um, I will be surprised, and that is Mr. John Franklin the third. Just not good. No. No. Toast for a touchdown, yeah. and then gets caught for holding on a hundred and eight yard run back by oh. by White. Oh, yeah. The very next play, oh. you give up the booty, and then yeah, that gets called back. Oh boy, I know. And then he gets torched later on for another one. I mean, guys just consistently got behind him, and oh. these aren't like right, this is the top line. These are these are their second second yes. third stringers. Their second and third. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Bears started no one of consequence. Uh, let me just read through the inactives. <laughs> oh, and then if if Mizell Sr. is in the backfield ever again, yeah, somebody's fired. I think he was back there just because they needed to run I, I get that because yeah. you've got to right. get, yeah. you got to play somebody. He's primarily, well, he should strictly be a wide receiver. Yeah, they even changed but the number. But so. the Bears' depth chart for running back looked pretty, pretty strong. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean... So here's here's the list of people who didn't play. Give it to me. Mitchell. Yes. Uh, A-Rob. Anthony Miller. Yes. Taylor Gabriel. Prince Correct. Nakamura. Haha Clinton Dix. Kyle right. Fuller. Uh, Screen. Tariq Cohen. David Montgomery. Uh, Denmark. Eddie Jackson. Khalil Mack. Pierre Lewis. Roquan Smith. Danny Trevathan. <laughs> Cody Whitehair. Uh, Daniels. Massey. Tucker. Leno. Kyle Long. Yeah, basically we'll any Kyle starter. Long in a minute. We'll get to Kyle Long in a minute. Uh, Trey Burton, uh, Cordell Patterson, Adam Shaheen, Eddie Goldman, Leonard Floyd, Akeem Hicks, Bradley Nichols, and Lynch are all the players. Riley Ridley got some game action, yes, which was did. good to see. Yeah, good. He's he's nursing, I believe, a hammy, and I think he, he went out and played. Um, and the uh, the long national question, Jay. Today has been decided. The decision has been made, handed down. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And it is? Your Bears kicker, Eddie Pinheiro. Yeah. They uh, cut, they waved Elliott Friday. today. Yeah. So your kickers, Eddie Pinheiro, unless they trade for or go get a kicker yeah. that's being cut. Yeah. Um, I'm And I'm thinking that still may be a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Somebody re- that is maybe too old and expensive. I mean, hopefully <clears throat> we'll get a. Yeah, and get them cheap. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, With like somebody that's got kicked in an actual NFL That would be good too. Would that be okay? That'd be fine by me. Yeah. Uh, Ridley, by the way, five targets, three catches, 19 yards. Yeah. Um, Another person that I do not want to see playing an NFL game ever in the history of ever, Tyler Bray. Please don't. Chase Daniel is bad too, but. Oh. That safety? If yeah, I know. If anything, oh. we were talking about this at work. Like if anything bad happens to any of these starters, oh my god, dude. Bears are fucked. Yeah. They're fucked. You might be able to get away with one offensive line injury, maybe. 
Maybe. But like any skill position players get hurt, especially a tight end. Oh, oh, you're. If oh. Shaheen or Burton can't play, no. If they're like I said, I said it last week. If they're not half of what we thought they were going to be, we're Dude. done. By the way, uh, side note: I have the Cubs Little League game on, and uh, Rizzo just hit one about nine hundred feet. So is it five nothing? It now? is seven nothing Cubs. Oh, seven! Mm-hmm. Outstanding. But yeah, I got a little the- nugget for you about that game. Actually, <clears throat> this game. Yeah, yeah. It was at uh, dinner and. Um, Lamenting that uh, Jason Hayward swung at ball two mm-hmm. at his eyes, Ooh. which ended up being strike three for yeah. him. Yeah. And then Nikki C comes up and hits a first inning home run. And I'm like, you Ooh. know what? I've seen him do that four or five times for the Cubs this year. Yes. So I go to uh, baseballreference.com mm-hmm. just to see you know, what his lifetime is for that. Mm-hmm. Out of 110 home runs. Mm-hmm. 23 of them were in the first inning. Oof. That's and 22 pretty fucking sweet 22 of those started were against, off. 22 of those were against the White Sox. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Very nice. That's right. That's right. I'll um, give them the one today, but the uh, the other 22 were hit uh, as a member of the Tigers <laughs> against the White Sox. That's um yeah, I mean, what a better way to to get a game off the ground, man. Yeah. You're staking your pitcher right there. Back to the Bears for a minute. Um, yeah, yeah. So Kyle Long snapped in practice. Did you see this? Hear about this? I did. So he, he uh, got into a little scrum with a rookie. And in the scrum, the rookie lost his helmet. Yeah. Like his helmet fell off. Kyle Long proceeds to pick the helmet up and begin to hit the rookie with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he did not even make the trip to New York. Um, my guess is it, it'll be, you know, calm the fuck down. That's it. There won't be any other repercussions. I wouldn't think. Right. Well, everybody on sports radio was blaming the rookie. I mean, it might, I didn't see it. I might've been, I didn't either. Yeah, it might've been, uh, speaking of helmets, Jay. beating somebody with their helmet. Yeah. Speaking of helmets, that's you're wound pretty tight. So, um, Antonio Brown, Jay. Yeah. Um, not in training camp again today. Have Apparently. you uh, gotten the latest? I have on right. the shoot helmet. Uh, I had uh, no, but I have a statement from Mike Mayer. But go ahead, tell me about the shoot helmet. Oh no! Um, what I heard, there was a fan out there that was researching this, trying to get uh, a Raiders fan trying to get Brown back on the field. Uh-huh. And you, you know, very eloquently last week explained why he. The, the helmet that he's worn his entire career is now banned by the NFL. Correct. Because it it's deemed unsafe Correct. or it does not structurally sound it or does not whatever meet it current, was. Um, whatever and institute. Safety standard. Yeah, whatever institute tests helmets, it does not meet the safety requirements for the NFL. And it was too, because it was too, well, they wouldn't test it again because it was too old. Correct. It's over 10 years old. Correct. So he had to go out there and find one of these helmets from like 2011 or 2012. Gotcha. That is still the same as the one that he wore. I mean, it, right. everything that he likes about it was the same. Right. So, right. Um, like I said, this fan goes out, finds out this information, uh, tweets the, either the Raiders or his camp and tells them. Mm-hmm. The NFL says, okay, if you find one of those, we will test that. Right. 
and you, you know you may be able to play then. So uh, Brown tweets out, "Hey, I'll trade a practice worn <laughs> current helmet for one of those." Right, and he gets a hundred tweets back saying, um, "Yeah, I got one of those, but mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot more than a practice worn helmet." Right. Right. So I don't know where that's at if he's – because your original thought was, all right, feet and then this helmet deal, this guy just doesn't want to play anymore. That's my bone, That's my contention, which will but, be – I mean, watching him, yeah. and I finally, I finally got caught up on her, the first two hard knocks, and I – God, I'm going to have to start playing slide at the open of this every time because I'm turning <laughs> in the cap. He uh, he was talking and saying, you know, I, I kind of watched it, the first one, but I, it was kind of boring. I kind of lost interest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, you just didn't watch it, and that's your way out. Right. So I watched it, yeah. and I caught myself like playing a game on the iPad, mm-hmm. and I didn't finish it in one sitting. Dude, I fast-forwarded through it. Halfway or three-quarters of the way through, and I turned it off. Like the, like the, the alumni dinner they had? Yeah. Fast-forwarded right through it. Didn't yeah. care. Didn't care. Yeah, I don't. Derek I don't Carr. Hear, Derek Carr uh, and his kids at home. I don't, uh, fast forward, dude. And I love hard knocks. I mean, oh yeah, we talked about it last week. Yeah. I eat it up with a knife and fork. Oh, no, that, no, 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 no. Uh, the Houston one was awesome. I loved the Cleveland one. I mm-hmm. loved the the Bengal one. Yeah. I think um, with what they're doing by Mike and Mitch, they're they're kind of soft selling the Bears. Finally doing it right. They are. Because wasn't that a deal that every NFL hat team had to do it? Uh, there's certain exceptions. Oh. And I think the like if you have a new head coach, you don't have to. If you have a okay. brand new head coach, you do not have if it's first year, you don't have to do it. Um I think there's some other circumstances too, but eventually the Bears are gonna have to do it. Right. As long as there is a hard knocks, the Bears are going to have to do it at some point. Unless they just oh, we got we fired Matt Nagy. Why? Well, we were going to be on hard knocks, but now we're a first year coach. You don't have to be. That sounds you completely like something they, the McCaskies would do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you happen to watch when they mic'd up Mitchie? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, good for you. Because the only thing that I got out of that was I don't think Mitch ever has a thought that he doesn't say out loud. Really? No inner dialogue. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's a lot of that. So uh, let me read uh, Raiders GM Mike Mayock's full statement today. Please do. Antonio Brown, who was, again, not in training camp today. Quote, you all know that AB is not here today. So here's the bottom line. He's upset about the helmet issue. We have supported that. We appreciate that. But at this point, we've pretty much exhausted all avenues of relief. So from that perspective, it's time for him to be all in or all out. Okay? So we're hoping he's back soon. We've got 89 guys busting their tails. We're really excited about where this franchise is going. And we hope AB is going to be a big part of it starting week one against Denver. End of story. No questions, okay? Just wanted you guys to know where we were. End quote. Wow. The dude, he doesn't want to play football. He may not want to play preseason football. That could be it too. He just doesn't want to be bothered. He just wants to come in week one and play. And that may, whatever, fine. But But you know what? It's not like they would have played him in a game anyway. Right. Right. Exactly. You should be in. This is the time to bond with your quarterback, to bond with the rest of your teammates. Like that's what this is for vets. That's really what this is. Mm-hmm. And he's just especially coming to a new team. And he's just being a complete dick. Like 
That's it. How about his little kids going, where's Roethlisberger? <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, so, yeah, the Bears play next, uh, I believe, Thursday night. No, no. I believe it's Saturday. They play um, at, I believe they play the Redskins. No, Colts, because it's in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Because they were talking about how it wouldn't really be a test for the kickers because they were kicking indoors. Right. So they're playing the Colts. And then they end up at home, their final game. But they've already made their decision, apparently. And like I said, unless yeah, another team cuts a, a good kicker just for money, you know, the numbers just don't work out and they want to keep somebody else, that happens all the time. There could be another kicker here. But for now, Pinheiro is our kicker. So he won, yeah. he won it. Fry missed a 43-yarder? Yes, I believe so. Let me double-check that number. But I believe that sounds right. Uh, yes, and then 47. Did they have Pinheiro left. try to kick like a 61-yarder? Uh, no. Or a 56-yarder? Pinheiro made a 41-yarder and a 27-yarder. And he didn't miss any? No. He did not miss At any. At the end of the half, I thought that they were going to try to have him do a, right. a long ball. Right. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. That's when he kicked the 27 yard field goal to end the first half. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. They, they moved the they moved the ball way down. Yep. They couldn't quite get in the in the end zone, so to speak. So it was fine. Whatever. Okay. I've got another hard knocks observation for you. Okay. How sad. How sad is the voice of the Raiders? Oh, Brent. Yes. Brent's awesome. I love Brent. I know you love him, and he's a gambler, and he's kind of a degenerate now, but this guy was the fucking NFL in the 70s and 80s, man. Him and Irv Cross and the Greek, Phyllis George. Yeah. I mean, the guy had the world by the balls, and now he's in like a little camper doing the radio for the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. In a bad Hawaiian shirt. Right. (laughs) But you love him, so. I do. I'll leave him alone. He's my guy. But um, speaking of gambling, by the way, sports gambling. Yeah. Um, so Iowa this week opened their first um, sports books, plural. Oh, yeah. We talked about going to the Quad Cities. There's that. one in uh, Bettendorf is where ah. at the Isle Casino, William Hill is running it. And uh, word came down today that on September 4th, so the day before the Bears game, there will be a sports book open at the Horseshoe in Hammond, Indiana. Oh, much closer. So I went on, well, I went on uh, Google Maps from mm-hmm. Normal, Illinois, and I yeah, I checked the distance. It is equidistant for us. Is it really? Yeah. They're both two-hour drives. So we can go to Bettendorf yeah. or we can go to Hammond. Yeah, Binion's. Bettendorf. Kind of, that's kind of shady. Yeah, Bettendorf sounds better. I agree. <laughs> Like, I don't know if I want to do Hammond. No. Eh, mm. I think I saw Rickles there once. Did you? And oh, yeah, so yeah. you did. I know you did. Yeah, you definitely went to that show. Yeah. Yeah. But it uh Yeah. Yeah. So you the, wouldn't want to spend any other no. time there. No, 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 no. Of course not. No. All right, Bettendorf it is. Bettendorf it is. So we'll have to uh plan a trip. Yeah, man. Have a little soiree over to Bettendorf. Well, it is a two-hour drive. It'll be four hours of driving. Well, yeah. Yeah. If we stay over. Then it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But rooms are like, I already looked at that, too. It's like 100 bucks. Oh, nice. So. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll start planning it. September 4th, you say? September. Well, no. The, the Bears game is September 5th. And the Iowa thing's open right now. Oh, it's already open. Oh, yeah. 
The no Iowa one, one is open. They had the right exactly. Yeah. They had they had the old ribbon cutting like and outstanding. Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, my ADD is kicking in, so I'm all over the map. But okay, um, the coach also reached out mm-hmm. and told he he said the Cubs have 39 games left. What's my prediction on how they finish? It depends how many of those games are on the road. Yeah, <laughs> I, I pulled it up, and it looks like 22 home, 17 road. Okay, so the 22 home games, they'll go 15 and 7. Maybe. Let's say 14 and 8, 15 and 7, somewhere in there. And on the road, man, if they can just play 500 ball, which has been a very, very hard task for them to do. It has. Um but other than the Brewer, right? They don't really have a tough road in that respect. Yeah, but these I had them losing to everybody. To finish out, these guys are losing to everybody, though. I know. On the road, they're, they're losing to the Reds. They're losing to the, and like, the Pirates. Pirates. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Although they're not losing to the Pirates now. No, they're stomping a mud. Or last them. night. Yeah, right. Yeah. But they're still not winning series. That's correct. They are not winning that's series. Been the issue. Right. And then. Uh, um, White Sox have been bad too. So I have them finishing 85 and 77. Does 85 wins win this division? Maybe. Like I said, the advantage they have is that the majority of their games are at home. Yeah. That's a huge for them. For them. Huge. I think they win the division just by the fact that most of their games are at home. And I think they are they're a better team than either the Brewers or the Cardinals. I just think they're a better team. Yeah. Like, especially the way Darvish has been pitching and Cole Hamels has been pitching all year. Katana's picked it back up his last few starts. He's pitching right now. Just induced a ground out. Um, I think they, I think they're, they're the front runners. I mean, they're, if you, you play the majority of your games at home on paper, your team's better. Yeah. Right. They just got to execute it on the road. You just can't piss down your legs at the end you of the game. Either. You can't, you can't just stand there. Giving just, away those two games. Brutal. Yeah, I mean, and then um, Sox just ugh, bad. Here's the problem. Here's a problem anyway. Uh, Dylan Cease pitched today, and he pitched. Yeah, he pitched like Dylan Cease has all his whole, whole time here. Mm-hmm. Inconsistent, and the, I think one of the things that I think Coop should entertain with him is speeding him up. He huh. is slower. Than Charlie Huff, this guy wow. gets the ball, does the loop. Steve like, Traxel, you're telling me? Like, put it this way: when the clock gets instituted next year, he's mm-hmm. going to have a problem. Wow, his he takes forever, and he's he's so aggressive. You know, his fastball is 98, and he's you know he should use that to his advantage, in my opinion. Sure, speed up, make make it more aggressive, make him more aggressive, and we'll see what happens with it. And that's kind of what they did with Giolito. They made him more aggressive and all that, you know, the good stuff. So I think I should do the same thing with Cease. I think Cease has the skills. I just think he needs a little tweaking. And one of them is speeding him up. He's way too slow. He's way, way, way too slow. And when you're that slow too, you tend to, your mind tends to think. And, you know, sometimes you can outthink yourself. If you get it, get the sign and pitch it. Your mind doesn't have time to do that. It's worth an experiment anyway, right? Their next start. Yeah. It's worth an experiment. Let's do something. Let them go out and burly it up. Like just get it, sign, throw. Get it and go. Get it, Grip it and rip it. Right. 
It was painful today. And the time of game was only three hours. I mean, it was like a normal game. But it seemed just forever. It just took forever yeah. taking. Why is this so long and forever taking? And it just kills us through defense. It does. You. And they just stand around, just blah, 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 blah you know. Get distracted. Start yep. Chasing butterflies. Exactly. Spitting out seeds. Little league game. The um, Look at the standings, Jay. Um, yeah. So the Yankees are on top. They're nine and a half game lead on the Rays. Nobody's catching the Yankees. Mm-mm. Um, at least in the East, anyway. They're all fighting for the wild card. Uh, in the AL Central, the Indians have slowed down a bit. They're two and a half back. They had the lead for a half game for a day, and then proceeded. <laughs> That's so tribe. And then right, proceeded. To hey, we got it. I won. You won. I lost. I lost. That's right. Uh, out west, it looks like the Astros are going to start to run away with it here. Um, they're tearing up the ball too. Um, in National League, Atlanta is up five and a half on the Nats. Uh, currently in the Central, Cubbies are a half game down, but they're going to win tonight. I have a feeling, unless they really shit the bed. They're up seven nothing halfway through. So uh, yeah, let's, so uh, they'll, hey. that's right. So they'll take a half game lead uh, in the Central with the win, and the Dodgers are just laughing at the rest of the NL West. And they're eighty two and forty four. They're forty eight and sixteen at home. <laughs> I mean, the Cubs are really good. Formidable. Cubs, Cubs are forty one and nineteen at home. So I mean, that's right. Anytime you can lose less than twenty games at home at this point is pretty remarkable. Yeah, but uh, Houston forty three and fifteen at home. Ooh, <laughs> mercy! After their start, yes, yeah, they were dumpster fire to start, and then they've been the run differentials plus one seventy eight. And last week we talked about Detroit, right? Passing Baltimore as the worst team. We did. Baltimore said, hold my beer. <laughs> and <laughs> Watch this. Watch us. Uh, their run differential now is minus 261. Oh, uh, the Astros just whooped them. And then they've given up 800 runs already. 800 runs. <laughs> yeah. That is you're, nuts. I mean, the White Sox are as bad good. as they've been. They've given up 636, just to give you a frame of reference, right? Sure. Oh, my God. Of poor. 800 runs allowed. <laughs> that is just, I mean, that's the, the the frequent flyer miles from Baltimore to Rochester must be humongous. Good Lord. At any rate. Uh, oh, and Baltimore, by the way, has officially been eliminated from the play. You can't win, Jay. <laughs> this just in. This just in. They've been eliminated. Uh, Toronto's elimination. <laughs> From playoff contention. Yeah, that's right. Toronto's elimination number is five. So any combination of five Toronto losses or Yankees wins, they are gone. The Angels have to be close, uh, right? The Tigers are, are at three. Okay. The Royals are at seven. Uh, whom were you talking about? The Angels. The Angels? Oh no, they're they're sixty two and sixty four. They're they're oh they're at like twenty. Okay. I thought they were worse than that. No, Baltimore's gone. Detroit has three. Kansas City has seven. Toronto has five. Everybody else in the National League are at double digits. Miami it was the lowest number with eleven. Hmm. Yeah. They're pitching, man. Miami's gonna be promising. If they can get anybody to hit. Yeah. If they can score some runs, they're going to be interesting. That's something they're going to be great. And they traded all right? that away. Imagination. Exactly. They traded away all their hitters. Oh, man. So, 
It'll be an interesting shootout for the Cubs. You know, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a stretch drive. Every game matters from here on out. Every game should matter anyway, but they're really going to matter from here on out now. Yeah, and they haven't handled, um, it seems like, the stress well. Seemingly not. So. Seemingly not. Oh, speaking of another baseball thing, did you see Ronald Acuna today, by the way? Did you see this here about this? I have not. Uh, Snitz, old Snitker, uh, benched him. Oh. Because he didn't run out of ball. Benched him. Okay. And post game, they were like, so, you know, what, what's the deal with Acuna? He goes, well, I pulled him because you saw what he did, and it's not going to be tolerated here, flat out. And then uh, he goes, how did he handle it? Uh, he goes, oh, very mature. He knew he messed up, acknowledged it, and that was it. That's the end of it. Like, all right, fair enough. So you're going to have to talk to him? Uh, Isn't he on your team? Uh, no. no. I don't oh, think. okay. I wish. I wish he was on my team. Oh, that's right. He's a bucktail. Correct. Oh, and something that, back to former Bears for a minute. Uh, did mm-hmm. you see the untimely demise of Cedric Benson today? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, motorcycle accident, apparently. Yeah, Mr. Viking yeah. showed it to me that's on his un- phone at church. That's unfortunate. Goes, you remember him as a bear? And I said, I remember him more as a longhorn, but... Um, um, he, yeah. He, I think he ended with the Bengal. He was a Bengal for a while. He did. But he gone. He's uh, He passed away in a motorcycle accident. So. 36 years old. Yeah, man. That's it. Patriots released Dontrell Inman today. I think he wanted to be... He told him, just cut me. And they went, all right. <laughs> so they did. Who was what? <laughs> Uh, Dontrell Inman, he's a wide receiver for the Patriots. Oh, okay. I think he went for the. I think he went to Belichick because it just cut me, and they did. So, so he could play for somebody else. There you go. I don't know if they play for somebody else, but for sure, just he just wanted to go somewhere. I mean, yeah, he's going to play somewhere else. He's not going to retire or anything. But I think he saw the writing on the wall, and uh, and that was that. Hmm. Um. So I did watch. By the side note to this. And, Again, my ADD is kicking in. So <laughs> on TV right now, there's some sort of something with Alex Rodriguez. Uh, and uh, I started watching that screwball. That, yeah, yeah, right? Oh, it's great. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, the kids playing all the people in the in the scandal. It was just great. Dude, so good. Funny. It was great. Manny Ramirez. Was <laughs> like, come on. Getting the hair and everything, yeah, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> so uh, I will, I will second that recommendation from last week. It was really good. It was really, really, really good. <laughs> hey, uh, do you have any um, internet stuff? I know I do. it might be early. I do. Um, actually, I just a little bit ago before uh, before we started. Uh, I think I've talked about Rick Beato before. Um, he's a music nerd, like music teacher, music oh. guy on the YouTube's. Uh huh. Um, if you haven't checked him out, he has over a million subscribers. He's really good. Wow. Um, his big thing is what makes this song so good. And he explains the chord progressions and the hooks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. He's got like, he did, he did Wonderwall. He did. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Huh? So, but that's not what you call it. Um, spell that out for me again. What's uh, his name? Beato, like beat with an O B E A T O. Okay. It's Beato. And then Rick, Rick, Rick Beato. Okay. name. But his kid, and this is this was an old video, and I just found it today, and I can't believe I just found it. His kid at the time of the video was like eight. He had perfect pitch. So when I say okay. when I say perfect pitch, I mean Rick can sit at a piano, press any key, ding, and he can tell you what note it is. 
not only that, he can do chords. He can do polyphonic notes. Like, like if he just takes 10 fingers and just hits the keyboard, the kid can sing the notes and tell you what they were. Wow. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it is the that most is crazy. It, and he's eight. He's eight years old. Wow. And like, okay, what's this chord? Dude, he plays this chord. He goes, uh, E flat minor over E six or whatever. Like, holy shit. And then he can just sit there and just, like I said, and he can, he'll play 10 notes on the keyboard, five with, with each hand. And the kid will sing the fucking notes and tell you what they were and write them down on us on the staff of notes. Wow. That is crazy. It is. And there's, but, a three- I mean, think about like Mozart, right? I mean, right. There's always been people that have had a gift like that. They're right. few and far between. And he goes but. on to, he kind of showed that video first, right? And then he did another mm-hmm. video showing the kids talents. And then he goes on and did a three part video of explaining why adults can't have perfect pitch. Huh? That it's, it has to do with the wiring in our brain. And he goes on to explain it over these three parts. Wow. Like once you get to this age, your brain is wired different and you can no longer, you know, do what the kid does. Like the kid's going to lose his ability to do this. It's nuts. It's crazy. One in one in ten thousand people can do it. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It's damn nuts. Um so I recommend that. And also I there's a um Netflix has a documentary. Netflix, of course, the home of all pretty good stuff. Uh I believe it's called Jack of All Trades, and it's about trading cards. Yeah, I you know what I've seen it, it's always in my recommended. I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, I recommend it. It's about. I mean, do they do? Is it straight baseball? They do football. They um, do Pokemon. I, I mean, think it's it just. Everything? It's kind of all sports. It's like this guy revisits his youth. Okay. And is like he has these boxes at his mom's house, and they're filled with cards, like all different kinds of cards: baseball, football, whatever. And he goes back and tries to get back into the industry and the, you know, it's his story. So cool. Yeah. So those are my two things. So Rick Beato on YouTubes and, uh, it's called Jack of all trades. Yeah. Do they talk about the old skybox like basketball cards that had the, uh, what, God, what was that? Where like, if you turned it around, it looked like it was like moving. Oh yeah. They had, um, I know what you're talking about. I think they had a couple on there, yeah, where you... Oh, okay. I forget the name just, of it. It's got a name, I, like something ick, like polymorphic or whatever. That's probably not okay. right. That's not right, but there's a name for that kind of technology where you where you look at it one way and then you turn it and it changes. Okay. Yeah, they have that. I think there were a couple of those cards in there at the time. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, man, is this Jerkson Profar's little cousin? Anyway, I digress. What do you got? What what you got? What you got? What you oh, got? You got? Um, well, the first thing I got is mm-hmm. uh, with Spiegel um, doing Saturday and Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, it's all good, except I got like two church services, so I, I don't get to hear it. Right. Um, but Spiegel had Steve Albini on. That's right. For like an hour today. That's right. It's on the 
so we should be on one of my things that I'm that I love is the podcast. Yeah, of Hit and Run. I will need to do that. I yeah. want to hear, hear a Steve Albini waxing poetic. Yeah, man. He's a weird dude. He is a very weird dude. Yeah. But yeah. I do want to hear it, and he does an hour with him. For sure. Uh, the other thing is uh, Netflix-related as well. Mm-hmm. Um, season two of Mindhunter's out. And as all of you know, I'm a uh, huge true crime nerd. You are. And so Mindhunter is the series that talked about the uh, FBI task force that first started looking at uh, behavior in serial killers and how they're similar and then right. how they started profiling right. people. So like late late 70s, early 80s. And, Sweet. Uh, yeah. And, is, and now is they, this... Basically, these the people were caught right? and these cats would go around and just interview them and, you know, find out how like they are right and and what they like to do common tendencies and all these guys are narcissists so they love to talk about themselves of course a lot of times they couldn't help it right so now do they um one thing and i think you mentioned this before but i i may have i can't remember if i asked this question or not are these uh portrayals or are they is it more like a documentary no it's portrayals okay the actual FBI people that they use, they don't use the real names. They're, okay. they're kind of amalgamations of people. But, I mean, if you do, like, a, the smallest amount of research, they tell you who they think it's supposed to be. Right, right. But all the criminals are, you know, I mean, they had somebody that looked like David Berkowitz. They had right. somebody that looked like uh, Manson. They had somebody that looked like Ed, Ed Kemper. Right. It was ridiculous. Right, right, right. That sounds like fun. Sounds like oh, a good show. dude. And my wife and I binged that today. Um, I think we watched like four or five of them in a row. <laughs> nice. And it was like, I've got yard work to do. And she's like, yeah, I got to go to the store. And then it was like, well, we better oh. go to dinner and come back and podcast because we didn't do anything else today. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lazy Sunday. Yeah, exactly correct. Um, so next Sunday, uh, yeah. t- tentatively, I believe we're, we're going to try to get the coach. To yeah, Studio B that's, and I'm my, gonna reach and my out. ass into Studio B and we can. I'm going to reach out and see if we can get all three of us down here okay. for next Sunday. And we'll do some college football stuff and then we'll also do some over-unders maybe. Yeah. And get that rolling. And maybe look at some lines for Thursday night. Correct. For college football. And then maybe all three of us can plan a trip to Bettendorf. Yes. Which I said, which again, equidistant. And we can do some um, research on record stores. Hell yeah. By there. Over by there. Absolutely. Was well, he went to Iowa, right? Yes, he did. Okay. So there you go. So yeah, he's he, a big would Iowa love, City fan. he would love to go back to Bettendorf. Go back to lovely Iowa, I'm sure. I believe his wife's from around that area. From over, she has family over. From over by there? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to be people but I people's saw, business like in the there's, street. There's pictures of the, the sports book. They oh, put cool. pictures actually of both the one in Bettendorf and the one in uh, the one the picture the the drawing of the one that's in Hammond and they look pretty okay. sweet. They look pretty sweet. I gotta say. Well, gosh, there was one. There was a casino in Bettendorf. I thought I remember like called the Isle. That's or something that like is that. the exact casino. This is at. Oh, it is. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. It is at. It's run by William Hill, who's the biggest sports book in the country. They have the most sports books okay. in America. So. Cool. It's run by people who know what they're doing. That's for sure. Yeah. 
people that know people. Right. And then, um, yeah, it's at the Isle Casino. Um, and Illinois, by the way, the gaming board, their next meeting is uh, September 5th. So there you go. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. so you're going to miss the NFL season. Correct. Most likely. Meanwhile, Illinois or Iowa and Indiana both have books ready. Like literally one's done and taking bets yeah. and the other one's and going to be done. And the other one's going to be done the, the, the day before Bears. the NFL kicks off. Right. Yep. Meanwhile, the next meeting of the gaming board, September 5th. So, so Illinois, go home and get your shine box. Exactly correct. This hall should have been in place already and you didn't. Because everybody's got to figure out how to get their slice, man. Got to wet my beak. As you said last week, I believe. So, if it's not going to be in Rosemont, I will be very surprised. Uh, they'll be one at Rivers. Yeah, they'll be one at all the casinos. Guarantee it. Yeah. Guarantee it. They'll they'll be. And I found out this too that um, horse racing for next year. So they already have to submit. You have to submit a bid for dates mm-hmm. with the Illinois Racing Board. And a uh, couple interesting things. One, normally thoroughbreds start the year in Illinois at Hawthorne in February. Uh, that is now off the books because Hawthorne is building their casino. They're going to be renovating the entire thing to put a casino in. So wow. they have no time to administer for races because they are going to be building the casino as quickly as they fucking can. You know, <laughs> so... So, hey, when's that track that's going to have sulkies? Um, I'm going to get to that right now. Oh, okay. So the Arlington starts is now going to start in the middle of April. Okay. Which normally they started um, the Friday before the Derby. Right. So the first in Friday in May, Oak State yeah. technically is when they used to start, but now they're going to start in April. Harness racing, even though the track has nothing with it has been approved at all, the the track in Tinley Park. Um, which isn't there yet, which hasn't been approved, hasn't nothing has happened with it yet, other than they submitted a proposal out of the dark, out of the blue to Tinley Park. They submitted dates for the end of 2020. So they're hoping to have a paddock and a track built by the end of 2020. Hmm. That's the rumor. How how viable that's going to be, I don't know. But they sure. certainly asked for dates, so. Okay. Another question that jumped in my head, I don't even know if it's torn down or not, but Maywood Park used to race harness racing there. They did. So did Sportsman's. And, well, Sportsman's is gone. Right, I knew that. That much but. we know that Sportsman's is gone. But I'm wondering, are they going to resurrect Maywood? I know they're not going to resurrect Balmoral, even though it's a perfect place for one simply because the physical plant is ginormous. There's mm-hmm. plenty of room. They don't need to add on, <laughs> believe me. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with all that stuff. But again, the, the racing board, or the gaming board, excuse me, meets uh, yeah, September 5th. Yeah. yeah. Great. Good job. Good effort, Illinois. We'll be lucky to get it by fucking March Madness at this, point, at this rate. Oh, man. Which would be disastrous. And that's another question, too, is how much – is this going to eat into Vegas's March Madness, right? Because I mean, like, because I mean, it's still Vegas, yeah. And Vegas is fucking awesome. If you've never been, yeah, it's really awesome. So that could be 
it could nothing. It could be something. Maybe you're just going to be additional gamblers in Illinois and Iowa and Indiana that, you know what I mean? That would be my guess. But I think the, the real deal, you'd want to go to Vegas. Like that's, yeah, a, that's a bucket this list is more kind casual. of thing. It's a bucket list kind of thing. This is going to be the guys that do um, the brackets. Yeah, exactly. In the office. Yeah, the pools are going to go. Yeah. Let's the go. People that wouldn't go to Vegas for the first right. Thursday. Let's go put 20 bucks on James Madison or some crazy thing yeah. like that. I'm I'm with you on bucket list for that. Yeah, a March Madness in Vegas bucket list level stuff. So, pretty awesome stuff. Uh, clock on the wall, Jason, or do you have? Yeah, man. Do you have something else? No, I don't. Okay, clock on the wall. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's That Podcast. We are on Facebook www.facebook.com/slash/it'sthatpod. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Triple Lindy's. Jason is at J the Letter. Oh, the, the letter. Sleet Shirley. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Alexa, just by saying, hey, Alexa, play It's That Podcast through the playing app. Rate, review, and subscribe, please. Give us the thumbs yeah. up, the clicky click. You don't have to type anything, just the five star. Five stars, man. That's it. Just five, it's easy. Five, five, five stars. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of It's That Podcast. Fuck the Packers. Fuck the